Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Signs. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back. How many people think it's normal to thrive and succeed better in chaos? You stay so busy and you're able to read people's bad energy instantly. Well, if you didn't think childhood trauma affected you, then think again because these are trauma responses. I don't think people are very honest about how scary healing is. You're so afraid of what's going on the inside. The stuff that's been buried under the rug for years, it's kind of like when you clean your house, you know you have to clean under the couch, you avoid it because you know how long it's been since the last time you checked under the couch, and then you're like, all I have is 10 minutes, I know that's going to take an hour to clean, just take the damn hour. That healing that you are avoiding, I'm telling you, is the key and your ticket to where you want to be. Take that girl trip money and go get a coach, aka me. Apply to work with me in the links. There are limited spots, so make sure you sign up. And let's sit down and talk. Say no to that dinner because you need to spend time with yourself. Say no to that relationship because now this might be a season where it's just you. You need to build your relationship with you. Don't avoid the inevitable because it will come up. It might hurt to know that the one person that you trusted is the one that betrayed you, to know that you will never have a conversation with that loved one again. Healing is the key to all of it. Oftentimes in our developmental youth, we will forsake the authentic expression of who we are so that we may feel safe in our environment and with our parents. These unconscious changes in our persona become hardened and maintained in adulthood and less dealt with. Someone asked me once, where does our playfulness and kindness go as adults? Attachment is just a need to belong. The child needs to belong to caregivers who will look after them. But we have another need, which is what I call authenticity. We have to be connected to our bodies and our emotions to be able to heal their guidance. Have you ever met a day-old infant that ignores their gut feeling? Never. Something happened if they did. And what happened is this. You have your gut feelings. You have your authentic emotions. But at some point, you got the message. If you want to belong, you better give that up. It's that simple. Jordan Peterson, he advises that an angry child should be made to go sit by themselves until they come back to normal. So you've got this angry two-year-old. Why is this two-year-old angry? Because you frustrated him. And if you're a good parent, you're going to frustrate your two-year-old. When they want a cookie before dinner, you're not going to give them the cookie. Will they throw a tantrum because they're frustrated? Yes. But then you read Jordan Peterson's book and he says, an angry child should be made to sit by themselves until they come back to normal. It's not normal for a kid to be angry. So the kid gets the message that if I'm going to experience my genuine self, I'm going to lose my attachment. But then authenticity becomes a threat. So the kid becomes afraid of their true selves. 
if I'm not being myself, they won't like me. They'll reject me. They'll even hurt me. And then of course the culture rewards you. Oh, you're such a good kid. You're always compliant. You're so nice. We praise kids for pleasing us. So the reward is the attachment and we don't care about the child's inner experience. So then we give ourselves up just in order to be accepted. So this is where inner child work stems from. We are finding that young, authentic baby in us. I would say that playfulness is actuality, is curiosity. We lose this as adults because people's inner child has been stripped away from them. And how do we get back to that inner child? We leave our comfort zones, our current normal. Adults often get stuck in this comfort zone because it's easy to stay in the normal that we have created, then explore and actually find ourselves and have fun. I have followed my curiosity 100% since I've been in Spain, and I honestly feel like this is what has contributed the most to my growing. It's the most beautiful thing. I was slowly healing my inner child without me even knowing it. It's definitely not easy putting yourself out there, but majority of the time it's a great outcome and sometimes it's not, but either way, I did what I was curious for and learned just as kids do. When I started healing, I asked myself, if I were a kid, what would I want to do right now? What helped me as a child? I reflected on when I was a child and who I was at my core before anyone else told me what to be, and how to act before I had to grow up faster than I wanted, and etc. It is possible to have multiple inner children, and this is kind of leading into shadow work. It's important that you make friends with all of them. I tell all my clients, take ownership of all of them and make friends with them. We as people have to understand all sides of who we are. There's demons inside of all of us. We don't like those sides, but we have to accept them. It doesn't mean that we have to act that way again, but we do need to acknowledge who that side of us is so we can learn to be better in control of it. There are four main wounds of childhood trauma, and these are called guilt, abandonment, trust, and neglect. What a core wound is, is a deep old ancient hurt that happened to you when you were a kid and it was never really resolved. What's happening is that wound has now manifested into a deep insecurity that remains inside your wounded inner child, and it continues to express itself through your adult relationships, through your job, through your choices, through the way that you interact with other people. I can promise you that this does not have to be how the rest of your life plays out. Certainly not for myself and for so many of my clients who have learned to get in touch with and heal their inner child. So I'll be talking about these four core wounds to figure out which one, or if it's more than one, which one you are repeating in your life. I get clients all the time who are looking for their big magic red button to press that will change everything in an instant. They will say things like, hey, Megan, I already know the stuff you're talking about, but even though I know this, I still can't change my behavior. There's a few reasons for this. The first most obvious reason is that you have all the information collected in your brain, but you haven't actually implemented it into your life. In everybody's healing journey, there's always a time that you make a conscious decision that you are going to commit to your healing no matter what. Try as many times as you need to until you get it. That's what I mean by implementing something. If you read a lot of things without implementing it, then all that means is you have a lot of knowledge. 
And I say this with absolute love because I have been there too. 95% of our brain functions are unconscious. What does this mean? Well, a big chunk of this is related to breathing and your heart beating and regulatory functions of your body. But this also applies to our thoughts. Scientists recommend that we have around 60,000 thoughts a day. I think that depends on who you are. If so many things are happening subconsciously, then we aren't even aware of what we are repeating. The reason we have inner child healing is so that you can start bringing some of those things outside of your subconscious and into your awareness. Another reason is naturally we tend to drift towards what's familiar, even though it's not good for us. What I mean by this is if you grew up feeling neglected by your family, that's what you know, and you only know what you know. So now in the future, when you are now wiser and choosing a partner, you might choose someone who also makes you feel neglected because then at least you know what to expect. Maybe you haven't had a lot of safe relationships and that's actually more scary than being in a healthy relationship. The brain does very funny things like that. Now, the thing that could be happening is that we may be unconsciously choosing the same situations that are hurting us from childhood because we are hoping for a different outcome. So let's go back to the four core wounds and identify what the heck is actually going on in your life. The first one is guilt. This is a tough one. (laughs) If you have a guilt wound, then you are someone that always feels bad about things, always feels sorry about things. Not only that, but you also have trouble asking for things. You have trouble asking for what your needs are. But to be honest, you might not even actually know what your needs are. In adult life, this translates into over-apologizing for everything. It translates into taking on way too much at work because you feel bad about other coworkers taking on the work. This translates into relationships when you feel bad if your partner does something for you. But fundamentally, what is happening is that when you were growing up, I'm going to guess that one of your parents tried to discipline you by making you feel guilty. For example, they could say something like, Oh, Sarah, you made a mess. Now mommy's going to break her back trying to clean up your mess. As a kid, you learn that meeting your own needs, you're taking away from someone else or even hurting someone you care about. Because of the role modeling you grew up with, you may also have learned to use guilt on other people. You may have used guilt to influence or manipulate others. And I want you to understand that it's not your fault. You learn these strategies. This is just what you grew up with. When we become more aware of these things, this is when we are able to change. The next one is abandonment wound. Dun, da, da, da. The abandonment wound is if you always feel left out, if you feel like you aren't a part of the group, you feel like an outsider, you fear becoming alone or being abandoned. You might be someone that no matter how comfortable a group makes you feel, you always feel you're the odd one out. This could be what's actually happening, or this could be that maybe you project onto your experience. You might also threaten to leave to mask what your wound is. This could be anger or hostility as a way to protect yourself. This goes into codependency, and that's a whole other topic. But because you have this wound, you might be attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable. I've experienced this. So many of my clients have experienced this. This comes from feeling abandoned in your childhood. This can be on a spectrum of actually being separated from your family or on a more subtle level where your parents are always late or don't show up to things. 
And I don't quite say it or verbalize it, but you just never felt completely seen by your parents. The third one is the trust wound. This one is a little more complicated, but in a sense, it's the fear of being hurt again and not trusting the people around you to make you feel safe. If you couldn't trust your parents or caregivers, then by default, you also learn not to trust yourself. And this makes sense, right? Not only will you be attracted to people that make you feel unsafe, but you will also find reason to distrust people, even in safe situations, unless you've done the inner work on yourself. This can be seen in trauma bonding, which is when someone hurts you, that makes you love them even more. Also, when you're around other people who are very loving and secure, you still don't have it in you to open your heart up and you might start looking for ways to nitpick at them or to distrust or discredit them. So people with trust wounds tend to have insecure attachment styles, which means they really need validation from other people. Last one is neglect wound. The neglect wound is from the inner child who didn't feel seen or appreciated or didn't get their needs met. Now, growing up, you have repressed this into anger and resentment. This is someone who really struggles to let things go. If someone wrongs you once, then you carry this to heart for a long time because it's a reminder for what happened to you growing up. If you have neglect wound, you tend to be more of an avoidant attachment style, which means you may put up a barrier to other people to prevent you from getting close to them in the first place. However, on the flip side, you also have a hard time saying no to things as well. You may tend to gravitate towards people who don't appreciate you or have commitment issues, or even with a safe partner, you will be very sensible to feeling unappreciated or feeling unseen, even if that's not actually what's happening. For some of you, this may be the very first time that you've actually learned the language to describe these experiences that you've had for a very long time. I recommend that the first call to action would be to identify your wounds, listen to how I describe guilt, abandonment, trust, and neglect, and see which one or many are in your life. Not only that, but I invite you to honestly examine your relationship with people as well as your relationship with yourself and get really, really honest with yourself and ask why you are making these choices and what wounds you are avoiding or trying to recreate in different situations. The second call to action would be instead of analyzing others to ask yourself, why are you allowing that person to treat you in this way? Why are you choosing to stay in this relationship? What is that part of you that is still allowing yourself to be treated in this manner? But not only that, how can you give love to yourself and give love to that part of you so that you can actually heal it instead of opening and reopening that wound over and over again? I know that sometimes it's very painful to take a magnifying glass to our own lives, but the thing with taking responsibility for our lives is that you don't have to take responsibility. It's that you get to take responsibility. You're an adult now and you have different choices and resources that you didn't have as a kid. This is about reclaiming your life and taking back what was always supposed to be in your power in the first place. We forget that we are in control of our own lives. That includes you. No matter who you are, where you are listening from, how old you are, what gender you are, it's never too late. It's never too late. Happy healing. And I can't wait for you guys to play with your inner children. I also wanted to mention that I will send you access to my inner child starter kit, something that I've personally created and put together. 
It has beautiful affirmations that you can set as a wallpaper on your phone or computer. It has printables and handouts to help you on this journey. If you write a five-star review for this podcast, then screenshot it and tag me in it on Instagram or send it to me on Instagram, then I will send you access to that kit. I also want to hear from you about what you want to hear next on the show, because as always, I made this for you and I want to give you what you really need. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hit subscribe, download a couple more and make sure to send me your screenshots to get access to the kit. And if you do the call to actions, please let me know on Instagram and I would be happy to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.